Today we're talking to AJ Casada about unorthodox lead generation. AJ and I go way back, uh, back to 2014, actually. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I ran a house painting company in college. That's how I got into sales. And it was a, a company that allowed you to essentially franchise and do all that kind of stuff. So we both got our sales careers started knocking on doors. And one of the things that we talk about is what he learned going door to door, why he feels like him being an underthinker. So not overthinking things has actually really benefited his sales career and also starting you know, businesses. And uh, we talk about his entrepreneurial journey, but really through the lens of how it can help you as a sales rep or sales leader, because it's been very unorthodox, especially the way that he does lead gen. And at the end, we talk about a cold email template that he's seeing a lot of success with right now. And we kind of break it down too. So uh, before we get to that, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, thanks for checking out Blissful Prospecting. I mean, it means a lot to me that you're here. I believe that Outbound is a game of odds, and in order to get better results, we must make better decisions about how we communicate with prospects in our cold emails, cold calls, and LinkedIn messages. And I'm on a mission to help reps like you and sales teams turn complete strangers into paying customers, and AJ's going to help us do a little bit of that today. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. I have to ask you, because we did the first well i don't know actually was the door knocking selling house painting services was that your first sales job that was man when i was 18 someone uh came into the university lecture i was in uh his name was john john carasquillo and he spoke about an opportunity yeah. to do to do sales and marketing and business management but really it was mostly door-to-door -door marketing <laughs> but yeah. uh but yeah that was eight years ago i had my first sales job which was door-to-door -door selling house painting which was a blast because uh really sharpen my communication skills. So what was that? What was it like before you, if you could just take me back to the first time you went out to actually go door knocking, were you nervous to do it? Were you excited? Oh man, this like, is... I signed up for like, what was going through your head? <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, man, um, it's interesting to think, cause I've been in B2B sales for a while. And now I'm thinking back to when I was selling like house painting just the homeowners right like the common folk yeah. you know <laughs> but <laughs> but basically um the one thing that i guess has been a strength for me in business is that i'm i'm not an overthinker if anything i'm an underthinker if anything i make decisions too quick oh. but like i just kind of do things i just kind of go with the flow i'm an action taker i'm I'm, a, I'm like a fast starter if you look at personality types i'm someone who starts fast and has trouble sometimes following through and, and getting the details right so how it relates to your question is when I was 18 and I got into the construction business and got a sales and marketing job and had to go out door to door, I didn't think anything of it. I think most people around me were like, oh man, this sucks door to door. This is, this is that, you know, this is going to be so much effort and I have to go spend like six, eight hours a day, which looking back at it, like that is kind of a pain in the butt. But for me, I was just young and I just like saw an opportunity to do some business, learn some sales. And I'm just like, whatever it is, I'm going to do it. And if I need to go out and talk to people for six to eight hours a day and knock on doors and set up appointments for house painting, like I'm going to do it. So actually, um, the first weekend I went out door knocking, I was one of the, 
I guess, top lead generators in our area. Like I think in New York, I got the most leads compared to other new, um, new, other new sales reps around me. And um, yeah, honestly, man, I just had a really like, I just have a really positive attitude. I apply that to everything I do. So I think most people around me were like dreading the fact that they had to go knock on doors all weekend, but I was just like, screw it, man. Like I'm going to get as many leads as possible. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I just didn't think about it as like, as like a, a, a problem, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like it came pretty naturally to you then you did pretty good. Just that yeah, first, I think first weekend you did it. It came pretty natural. Yeah. The first weekend I got tons of leads. The second, so basically my first ever two weeks in business, like if you think about it, I was 18, I was working a pizza delivery job, going to college in Long Island. One week later, I'm knocking on doors saying I'm a house painting expert. Um, yeah. After one weekend of training, you know, at the company that me and you yeah. both worked at. And then I got like the most, I got like maybe 50 leads. Like I did really well with pitching just because I think uh, definitely have a lot of natural sales ability. Uh, and then after that, I went and go did those estimates. I go met with those homeowners to actually present like the demo, so to speak. And I closed three deals the next weekend for 11,000. And then two weeks later, I was like, wow, I just made more money in the last two weeks than I did from the last four months of delivering those damn pizzas, you know? So uh, that's when I was all into sales. I was like, this is cool. Let me do this. <laughs> so did you ever, did you, did, was sales something that you ever considered getting into or running a business? Was that what you were going to college for? How, or did this completely change your career, uh, career trajectory? It was an opportunity that fell in my lap and I'm grateful I fell in my lap and I'm grateful I took advantage of it. But to be honest, man, I was, I was 18. I was going to like a community college on Long Island, like nothing special. I wasn't going to Harvard, you know, um, education wasn't really my thing. I, I really like just actually doing stuff and working and getting hands-on experience. So, um, yeah, it was an internship opportunity that I found that I kind of just took it and ran. I kind of, you know, like I was undecided as a major, as a freshman in college. But I knew that I wanted to do something in business because I was good with people. And my dad had a few companies as well. So I was like, maybe it'd be cool to have a business. Um, and after I got into sales, I was like, I realized very quickly that if you want to succeed in business, no matter what you do, you need to learn how to sell and how to communicate with people, how to get leads, how to convert leads. So yeah, something, something about like after I got that job at CollegeWorks and after I did sales for a few weeks, um, a few months, I just knew like, I don't know exactly what I want to do with my life. But I know if I keep getting better at this, this is going to benefit me with anything I do in the future. And it has. Every company I've started, it, I've been able to get it profitable fairly quickly because I know how to get leads and, and, and close deals, you know? Did you feel like at the time when you were doing sales and running the business, did it feel like you were doing something unconventional at that time? Uh, when it, back in construction and college works painting? Yeah, when you just first started getting into that, did you feel like you were doing a career that's fairly unconventional? Like getting into, I know there's a lot of salespeople out there, but yeah, it's right. A career running a business, especially, is fairly unconventional thing. It's really like I feel I did not think of myself as a rebel growing up. When I look at what I do now, I'm like, I just I had that in me, and it just was like I suppressed it. You know what yeah. I mean? Just not wanting a boss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of the thing, or wanting to manage my own schedule, or wanting to work from home. Mm that kind of thing did did it feel unconventional what you were doing at the time or were you just like i'm just fucking doing it no dude it definitely felt weird and i'm glad you said fuck so i know that i can curse on the podcast but <laughs> 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 but uh yeah it did feel i know we get fewer listeners because of that but i'd rather just be myself you know dude <laughs> fuck them no i'm just kidding <laughs> but but yeah no i it did feel a little bit weird i knew that it wasn't the average job because i talked to my peers around me when i was in school and i was like Oh, you're working in an accounting firm. Oh, you're, you don't have a job. You just party or, Oh, you, you're yeah. doing this internship or whatever. And like, 
honestly, most of my friends were very confused, probably for you too. They were like, what are you doing? You're running a business. And my parents, they're like, what are you doing? You're running a business. Like, I don't, I don't understand you're paying houses. Like, are you selling? Are you yeah. marketing? Like, yeah. They, they just thought I was a painter. Probably the same for you, man. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it did feel like it was unconventional, but that's what I liked. Like I've always just been an unconventional guy and I've liked just taking different opportunities and trying different things. So, you know, like I, basically the way I, I looked at it very logically, like, yeah, I was getting a sales job in college. I didn't know where it was going to lead me. But at the end of the day, I was going to learn sales and marketing for a company. Like I would get to tap into their resources, their infrastructure, and just like have a safe environment to learn business. So um, it ended up working out really well, but I think what you said is the freedom. I think that's what attracts a lot of people into sales and into entrepreneurship is the freedom. Um, And like after a few weeks of just working at that company and doing sales and being able to make my own hours, I was like, I could just never go back. I think once you taste like what it's like to have freedom over your, your work and your schedule, whether you're a salesperson who's remote and you have a lot of flexibility or whether you're an entrepreneur and you have just like full-time freedom, I think it's hard to go back to um, not having that freedom. Funny enough, I did. After I worked at this that construction company for four, four and a half years, I got a tech sales job and it was very rigid. It, honestly, like after I left college, after I left uh, College Rick's Painting, I, um, I took a tech sales job selling, um, selling like hardware to schools. Uh, it's like smart boards and some really cool things. And it was cool. It was a cool industry. It was a cool company. But the thing is, I was like, I had to go to an office and like every day it was like a nine to five and I'm definitely not a nine to five guy. I was like, Oh, it's sales. It's cool. But it was, it was just nine to five. It was going to not the same office every day. And the thing is I worked there for two months and then the third month they were like, Hey, the fall is here. That's our busy season, which means everybody's got to wear a suit and tie. And I literally quit the next week. I was like, that's a last I can't do it. Um, because they have more clients visiting in the fall because of school. But anyway, like I, I tried the whole like rigid corporate thing and I just couldn't do it. So like, uh, yeah, I think um, I think that I tasted the freedom at that company because they were pretty, you know, it was a pretty, it was a, you know, I think 30, 40 million dollar company, but it was pretty laid back about how they do things. So I tasted the freedom there. And then like, I was just, I just knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur after I had my first sales job. Yeah, let's talk about that. How did you get into helping, you know, like what you help agencies with now, it's primarily Legion, right? That you help with? Yeah, yeah. And it. And I help with prospecting. We've chosen to help the people we help with the hardest thing. I know, know? right? Well, that's why we have lots of uh, of opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, why did you choose to get into lead gen? How did you, and how did you just kind of build your own kind of prospecting, you know, outbound? Like, how did you kind of build those chops? I know you have a lot of different businesses and stuff you've run, but how did you, how did you just learn like how to do that? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, uh, like, I've come into the digital marketing world with a different perspective. A lot of marketers, I think, have never left their basement. But from like me and you, we've done door-to-door sales. We've met with hundreds of clients in person and done those like in-person sales calls. But coming from that traditional background of marketing and sales was pretty interesting. When I got into digital, it's actually a funny story. So like a few years ago, I was still working at that construction company. And uh, I think I was at a university uh, because we were recruiting and we were doing like lectures and, and class talks. And uh, there was this like a very attractive girl sitting at a table over from me at the university in like the library. And she was like, hey, I heard you talking on the phone with somebody about marketing. Like I need some marketing. Like I have this Instagram, I, I make makeup tutorials. It was like this crazy thing. But me just being like a college guy and like very attractive girl comes up to you. She's like, can you help me with this? I was like, oh yeah, I'm a digital marketing yeah. expert. I can definitely help you. And funny <laughs> thing was like, 
what she needed help with was pretty simple, just kind of creating her like content for Instagram. So I helped her. I didn't charge her. I'm like, I'll just do this. I'll see if like my marketing skills I learned at this job transfer over. Turns out they did. And then I spent the next few days thinking about social media marketing. This was back in maybe 2017 when it was still big, but it's not like as big as it is now. So basically like random person came up to me, wanted some help with social media marketing. I just took an opportunity um, and started helping her. Then I got a few more clients from my network for social media work. Then I realized social media content isn't what I want to do because once I started exploring digital marketing, I wanted to do Legion. I wanted to run paid ads. I wanted to run like Google and Facebook paid ads because I realized like uh, running paid ads is a great way to generate results and make a business money. Uh, um, so essentially, like I kind of stumbled into digital marketing, picked up some freelance jobs. Uh, there became a point where I, I started knowing enough about the industry that I realized I could do very well and make a lot of money uh, without having a job. And essentially, like I just kind of was doing the full time job and the freelance thing on the side. After I built up enough skills, I just left my job, started an agency on a whim. Um, funny enough, a girl I was dating at the time, I started the agency with. So like left my job, went with this girl I was dating. Uh, who That's and, really um, good. Starting a business dude, together with. Uh, I live life on the edge, man. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> we ended up breaking up, but we still actually ran the business for a little while after we broke up. So we were like cool and on good terms. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a little bit awkward, not gonna lie, but <laughs> yeah. Look, looking back as I'm telling the story, it's kind of like, huh, what a what an interesting turn of events. But but anyway, man, like what happened was I was doing this, like I was doing freelancing on the side, just helping people with lead gen and digital marketing and Google ads. And then I was I got this tech sales job, and then I was like, you know what, like I can't do this. Like I can't sit in a cubicle. Like I've been in marketing for five years. I know. One thing I learned about marketing and sales is that if you really master the craft of client acquisition, you can do anything. So after five years of learning marketing and sales, I was like, I want to build my own business. Like, I'm not going to sit here in this office job, especially when they're asking me to wear a suit, you know, <laughs> which is just like nothing wrong with wearing a suit. It's just not my personality to like dress up in a suit and go to work, you know? Um, no. Yeah, no, you're like, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. uncomfortable and like, you know, if you want it to look good, it's got to be well-fitted. And, and to me, it's like, if I'm wearing something tight like that, it's, it's not going to be comfortable. Yeah, man. And you you're know? sweating. How are you going to like, to me, like I get my best ideas when I'm sitting in my living room in sweatpants, like new yep. doing nothing, you know, like I can't, I can't like just sit in one spot all day and like do my best work. I feel, you know, I need to kind of like, I don't know. I have a lot of ADD. So I think it has something to do with it too. There's nothing wrong with having an office job. Um, I just recognized that wasn't who I was, who wasn't who I am. And after kind of doing like digital marketing for six months as a, as a freelance thing, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start this agency. Um, the partner was handling some of the finance and like backend and I was handling getting clients. And yeah, honestly, man, like what I did to get my first agency clients was cold email. Um, me and the girl actually decided to travel around the US. We drove to a few different cities. So we did like a road trip and we went to different cities. So we went to big cities like Phoenix and Miami and like would email business owners, hey, we're in town, we're, we have this marketing company, we came across your, uh, we worked with like a lot of gyms and some uh, clinics, like some doctor's offices. But anyway, we kind of just went around um, using cold email to get clients. And oh man, this is when I didn't really know how cold email works. And I would send like a long, long pitch to people because this was like five years ago, right? When I was kind of just getting into the whole online thing. And I would just send this long, long pitch. And it was so much, the thing is you can do, you can send a bad email or have a bad sales call and still get deals because you'll find the right prospects who really need what you're offering. 
So like, I remember when I started my first marketing company, it was called Magic Media Marketing. We spent so much effort sending out emails because, but because the, the email was so bad, the copy was just too long and it was too like too much of an advertisement. But we obviously just by sending like hundreds of them out, we got some responses. And um, I remember we got our first client for two thousand a month. The same week, we got another client for three thousand a month. Basically, like I was, I remember starting this business, leaving my job. I didn't have much savings, so I really needed to make my agency work. So I really just like hustled with prospecting and sales and. Uh, I think um, for the first two months we struggled and I was really starting to doubt myself. But then that, that third month, we got like three clients. Soon enough, I had a $10,000 a month business. I had, was making more than I was making at my job. Mind you, I was working at a job for five years. And within like four to five months of doing it on my own, I already had matched my income in my fifth year at a corporate job, right? So from that point, I was just like all into marketing agency. About three to four years, I just built a marketing company offering done-for-you lead gen. So Google ads, Facebook ads, uh, funnels, email marketing, that type of stuff. Um, But just this last, just six months ago, I transitioned out of being like a done-for-you marketing company to going into coaching and consulting. So similar to you, like uh, help people with B2B lead gen, LinkedIn, cold email, all that stuff. Because honestly, man, like it was fun running a marketing company, but I had always handled the sales and the biz dev. It was always easy for me to get deals with big companies and, and to get us clients. Um, but the rest of the business, I just didn't, I just couldn't be asked. I didn't want to be bothered with it. So like now I'm basically, I built a business teaching around the stuff that I love the most. So I've kind of like taken what worked for me in my marketing company and I've just formed that into a business where that's what I, I focus on. Rather than providing a service, I just focus on like helping people with the thing that I'm the best at. Yeah. I love that. I've tried to do the same exact thing. You know, I see company. that. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, let's coach and train. Did you enjoy that in, in college works too? Getting to train people and like run the trainings and the coaching and all that. Did you enjoy it at that time too? Yeah, man. And that's why I, you know, like I did well having a marketing agency, but that's why I, I left because um, at college, you know, like I worked at college works for five years and I, you know, did door to door sales. I, you know, closed deals. I built up a sales team of, you know, like 15, 16 people. I hired and did recruiting for like three years. Um, and like, I thought back, I, I remember reflecting back to like, what did I really enjoy about that job? You know, like I was at this corporate shop for five years. Like, what did I enjoy the most? What I enjoyed the most was the coaching and the training. I really do have a knack for teaching and communicating with people and motivating people. Um, so like, that was the part of, honestly, at College Works, I was really, really good at coaching and training the sales team most other things I sucked at. Right. So like now I've kind of like reflected on that and I've, I've kind of decided to step back into my zone of genius. Um, and I'd say the last six months I've had the most success I've ever had in any six month period. And I would probably attribute it to the fact that I decided to finally like build a business around what I, what I enjoy and what I'm like, what I truly am good at. Yeah. I think I love that, man. That's, uh, I think this is a good segue into kind of like lead gen type of things. You're a really unorthodox guy, you know, like yeah. we talked about before we record, like you just the your career trajectory, like you traveled around the country when you were doing that you're living in Vietnam now, like a different, completely different country. You know, um, I'd like to talk about just unor- unorthodox ways that you help people generate leads that might apply to a sales rep. Because I think that if our, a rep thought more like a business owner mm, and yeah. said, let me pretend that this is my business and I'm going to market my business and get leads for my business versus I'm just a salesperson. I think you, I think that mindset is completely shifts how you go about lead gen because you're not Definitely. so singular focused. Like yes. you're, you're much more open, but 
yeah, what uh, for someone that's a rep that's looking for more, you know, kind of unorthodox ways to do this, uh, what can they learn from the work that you're doing with agencies? Yeah, man. So I think it's really cool that you asked that because I think entrepreneurship is a spirit. I think entrepreneurship is a state of mind. Yeah. I think I think an accountant can apply entrepreneurship. I think a doctor can apply entrepreneurship to what they do. You know, I think it's like it's a mindset of innovating and thinking out of the box um, and just not like following the 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 guidelines um, that are kind of sometimes pushed upon us. Right. So um I think everyone should read the lean startup. I think it really shows you like the entrepreneurial way of thinking, which we can all apply to our work. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people watching this are working in corporate sales. Maybe they're an SDR or a closer or maybe sales, a sales leader. Um, I think like I can imagine in that environment, you're given a process, you're given a script. You, you probably, most cases you get a job and they're like, yeah, this is how we get leads. This is how we book calls. This is how we do this. Um, so I think I would encourage everyone listening to really like ask themselves what's going to work. Cause even when I had a job, even when I was working at uh, college works painting, I still was trying some digital marketing stuff on my free time to get leads for my main job. Right. I was still trying my own things. So I think in general, um, marketing is about experimentation. Uh, one of my biggest learning lessons about marketing is that marketing is not about like creating this magical art, like this amazing campaign that just works day one. Marketing is, is about the scientific method, experimenting, reading the results, repeating what works, stop doing what doesn't work, right? So I think um, maybe like SDRs or even uh, sales reps watching this, instead of just following what your company teaches you, start to like step back, you know, maybe even take some time on a weekend. One of my favorite things to do is to go for a hike. That's when I get my best thoughts about business and about uh, Legion. Um, I'm going on mountains and I'm just thinking about Legion. It's, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> I need to, I need to actually unplug more, <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, what I would say is like, I think if you're in your office, you're probably going to be like in that mindset of being in your office. I would think just take some time like with yourself. I think we can, I think we find our, our most creative inspirations when we take time alone, because whether we like it or not, our environment affects us heavily, you know, and if you're working a nine to five job, you're getting constantly affected by your coworkers and your, the things you deal with every day. So I think like, it's really about taking that time with yourself to just to think like, what could I do? What could I do to get better at my job? What could I do to get better leads? What's something I could try that my company hasn't tried before, right? Um, and I'm sure you have to be careful with marketing your brand if you're working for a big corporation and you maybe have to run some things by your manager. Um, but like, I think there's so much gold to be found in unconventional methods. You know, everybody's cold calling, everybody's cold emailing prospects. It's it still works, but I think there's a lot of other things we can do. So to your question, uh, a couple of things, if you'd like, I could share a couple of recent success stories that yeah. we've had with our, yeah, cool. So what I would like to show you, what I would like to explain is a, a case study with one of our clients who used, he, she leveraged automation and cold email and she doubled her business revenue. So Basically, uh, this is a client of ours uh, who we've done some consulting with. She is a pretty successful marketing company, small team. They serve private practices, um, you know, like specialist doctors in the U.S. and whatnot. And basically, like she was, they were getting clients mainly off referrals, mainly off her network. She came to us for help with cold email and LinkedIn prospecting. We launched one cold email campaign that literally doubled her revenue. Of course, as a result, doubled her personal income, like what she was making per year. And it was literally one email campaign. The cool thing about this is that this is a business owner that I worked with 
And she was very limited on time. She's running the rest of her business. You know, she's doing the client fulfillment, the account management, everything else. So she was really limited on time. So instead of me telling her, hey, go send personalized messages to people on LinkedIn, I was like, because you only have a few hours a week to dedicate towards marketing, let's set up some automation. So basically we created lead lists like we, like we all do, uh, but then we plugged it in an email marketing tool. And the thing is, I know when we do automated blasts, the quality and the response rate can go down, but we actually had a really, really high response rate on an automated campaign. Now, if you can get an automated campaign with a high response rate, you are basically like opening the floodgates of like sales yeah. and money because like that's because it's about like quantity and quality in sales. And when you do more personalized, more quality, right? You get less out, but you might get a higher response rate. When you do more quantity, you get more out, might have a lower response rate, but it's kind of that, that balance. So like one thing we've been really working on with our clients is balancing like really good copywriting with automation. So like bringing that human and that tech aspect together. So even though this was an automated email campaign, the response rate on this campaign um, was, I don't remember the exact response rate, but it was around what you would see from like a one-to-one, -one, like sending personalized emails response rate. Uh, I, it must've been around like 20, 25%. I don't remember off the top of my head, but oh my basically, yeah. dude, she got, she got 81 leads over a 45 day period. The previous 45 days, she had gotten maybe 10 leads because she had, was just surviving off her referrals because um, she was pretty well known in her industry. But she got 81 leads from a cold email campaign uh, around 20, 25 appointments. She got nine clients and she doubled her business. And the cool thing was like, um, you know, I think a lot of people, especially watching this, the show right now, they might be pretty tech savvy and they might be pretty decent, like fast learners with software and with automation. And I think there's some really cool ways that we can apply. I mean, forget that there's even cool ways. I think we have to learn how automation can help us in our day-to-day -day work. You know, like even if it's not something talked about at your job, I think it's something we should all be studying and looking at because basically this business owner doubled her income, doubled her business only spending a few hours a week, but just learning the right like strategy and learning how we can use automation to help her get more done. Um, there's a lot of cool things about that story I can share too, but at least wanted to stop there, you know, just talking about the power of uh, automation. Yeah. What are you able to share any specifics or give kind of a general idea of like, I'm curious what the email kind of sounds like or the structure or what parts, like how you're using the automation. Yeah, I, can I can find it right now. Let me see. Um, Cause I'm, I'm a really big proponent of like what I've been doing lately is these like two sentence emails where nice. it's like, uh, Hey AJ, like you could take a whole list and segment it based on people that are hiring SDRs right now. For example, you could say, Hey AJ, I saw you're hiring a bunch of SDRs. Uh, we're helping companies like XYZ ramp them up faster so they can start hitting quota faster. Can I send over some more information? Like just something really simple like that nice. with a one word subject line SDRs gets a really yeah. good response rate and there's cool. no personalization in there. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just straight segmentation. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of curious because I think this is the battle right now. This is what sales reps have in front of them is how do I, mm. how do I think more like a business owner and, and be like, yes. dude, it's not acceptable to get one meeting a week set. How, how do I get like dozens of meetings? Yeah. I mean, month? this business, Exactly, man. I mean, this, this business owner was limited on time, you know, um, she couldn't sit there for six hours a day sending emails. So we had to get creative and find a way to use technology and to use some really nifty like strategies to, uh, 
get results and it worked. And um, like she just hired an appointment setter. She just hired a closer with our help. So now she's like really becoming the CEO of her own business. And it really ties back to this one email campaign that just worked. Um, but let me, one thing else I can share is I think I, I really like personalizing emails and I learned a lot of that from you. Um, you know, you've, you've always talking about sending personalized emails, but I think it's awesome that we bring this up that like, you don't need to personalize. You can, I think you can send an automated email as long as it's not shitty, right? It just has to be still like, because the thing is, even though we were sending an automated email, um, we sent it to a list of 300 business owners. We took the time to do the research. Like you said, we did the preliminary research. So even though it's an automated message, like even though it's a templated message, it's like nar we narrowed down to the right list of prospects that would benefit from this message, you know? So I think, um, I mean, I actually have the email here. If you'd like, I could read it, read it aloud. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be killer. Yeah. This, this is the million dollar email. Uh, <laughs> but um, basically it says, hey, Carrie, company name, piqued my interest. Parentheses, I found you on LinkedIn. I was curious if the business is still growing and has room for more clients. This past year, we've helped a lot of physical therapy organizations get 20 to 60 new clients a month and expand it to new locations. After having a look at your website, I'm pretty sure we could do something similar for you. Uh, parentheses. I owned a private practice too in the past before I started a marketing agency. So unlike others, I deeply understand your industry. Is this something you'd like to chat about? Yeah, super straightforward. It's so there's a couple components. What was it, what was the subject line actually? Subject line was uh, meeting next week question mark. So because we asked for a meeting next week in a lot of the other emails, so we're just the subject line was yeah meeting next week. Yeah, I love that. A couple things stick out to me were. I think the most important thing is that it's really conversational. Yes. You know, um, I think that there's, I'm curious to hear how you do it, but what I always recommend to people is write an actual email to a person first and then yeah. turn that into a template. That way it sounds like a normal person versus a, you know, looking like a template. Nothing about that to me sounds templated. It's super conversational. It's got good social proof. So that's kind of the relevant results piece that I talk about a lot. Mm. Yeah, right, right about her in there, which is really interesting. I think a lot of, a lot of salespeople I work with have a lot of industry experience. You know, one client I'm working with right now, they reach out to people in clinical operations at medical devices companies. And one of the reps was actually, he was in that role before they recruited him as a salesperson. He's got to say that. Mention that in the email. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah. I want to talk to you. Like you have to leverage those things, but to you, what are the key kind of things that stick out to you that make that a good email? I think, um, I think you hit honestly the main, the main points, dude. Uh, I think, and I'm glad you like my email. I'm a big fan of your work too. So it makes me happy to know that you're a big fan of, uh, big fan of, that you approve. Jason approves. <laughs> what I like most is it gets a 20 to 25% reply rate. That's what I like most. So I'm yeah. like, it's clearly working, you know, let's figure out what that thing is that's working. Yeah. You know? I think, um, I think as far as the email copy, yes, it's conversational. Um, even though it's, even though it's a templated message, it looks like a person wrote it. Cause it's like, I found your website. Uh, I thought that would be cool to chat. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, here's my background. Right. So, um, cause I wrote it as Lauren, I actually wrote the copy for the client. This is when she was first training with us. So I'm like, let me just write these for you. And then the copy that I wrote was the one that landed the killer, uh, killer results. But I think it's conversational. I think it's very direct. Um, like I've been testing a lot of like new strategies for outreach. But I, I think even, 
you don't need to ask for a call in your first email, but stating your intention and asking for a conversation is totally fine. Like I think being direct, I think the direct approach is awesome. I don't really ask for calls in the first email. I, li- I like what you actually do as well, which is say closing on interest, right? Would you like to chat about this? Do you have this problem? Is this something that you'd like to maybe explore? So I, I no longer ask for calls and emails. I think in that email, if you, uh, if you look at the, um, consider what, I, what we wrote, the end of it is, is this something you'd like to chat about maybe next week? Um, and also, okay, so actually just to back up, a couple of components of the email, it's conversational. We have a nice, like soft, easy leading call to action. Uh, we, shared, we shared specific results. So I think a lot of times, um, especially with a lot of marketing agencies, a lot of marketing agencies promise to grow your business. Jason, I'm going to grow your business, right? It's a, the most like bland, boring thing in the world. Like, yeah, growing my business is awesome. But when you say I'm going to help you grow your business, you sound like every other marketing company. And this is just an example because this is the business in the email uh, case study. But when you say I'm going to grow your business, you sound like everybody else. So when you provide very specific examples of the results, it's like a, you, you want to provide a very specific promise in marketing. So instead of saying, hey, we do marketing for private practices and I'd love to help you with your Facebook ads. We basically said a specific result and then we mentioned past results. So we said, we can help you get 20 to 60 new clients a month because we've done this for tons of other medical practices in the last year. Um, And I think that's what really works well because it gets right to the point. Because at the end of the day, medical practices don't want Google ads. They want new clients in the door. And 20 to 60 wasn't a random number. I asked Lauren, uh, the client, I said, on average, how many new clients do your clients get after you run their marketing? And she's like 20 to 60. And I'm like, cool. So that number is probably going to resonate with our target audience. Um, So basically, like the whole email was structured with the target audience in mind. Um, We really mentioned the results. Um, Just looking at it, I can't can't think of what else. I think it's just simple, straight to the point. Like within, within 30 seconds of reading the email, you know who this person is. Uh, how they can help me 20 to 60 new clients a month. And they've done it for others. So it's, you know, this, this company is legit. Also the USP. So we listed the USP in our email. Um, I wrote in parentheses, by the way, I used to own a private practice. So I, I'm, I have a deeper understanding of your industry other than common marketing agencies. And the reason we put that in is because one of the biggest challenges that marketing agencies face is it's a super, super competitive niche. Everyone you're emailing has been pitched on ads. They've been, they've been pitched on social media management before. You probably have, dude. I get it. I get like five or ten a day, man. Um, yeah. But actually, that's kind of an exaggeration. But like, it, it's a couple a day. <laughs> but basically, like, you gotta like. I think one of the best ways to get better at sales, no matter what you sell, is to really understand your industry. Because I took the time to really understand this uh, business owner's industry, and all the copy was crafted with that in mind, you know, like we know how many clients a month is going to be like a reasonable amount for like the average business owner. That's going to perk their attention 20 to 60. Right. Um, We know that they're getting inundated with pitches about marketing services. So we knew that objection was coming. So we addressed it head on in the first email. Um, But yeah, I think honestly, like um, this client, she knows her industry really well. So I just pulled some gold out of her head and that's kind of what, what led to crafting that email. I love that, man. We got a couple of minutes left here. Any other quick tips for oh, yeah. email things that you see people doing bad or just, you know, kind of tips, hacks, things like that? Yeah. Well, I think I'll give you some quick rapid fire ones. One, the thing about this marketing campaign for that client is we didn't just run that one email campaign. We ran four others that failed or they got low results, some results. 
So back to the whole like marketing is about experimentation. We ran five email campaigns. One of them absolutely blew up and like really changed this client's business. The other four were kind of just duds or like average yeah. results. So I think um, that's an important part of the story is that you have to be testing. You can't just be a one trick pony. You can't just go with one thing that works. The thing about marketing is you got to like, you got to let the world tell you what works. You got to try a bunch of stuff and let the market tell you what works. You don't got to sit there and think, oh, this is the best niche for me to target with my emails. Let me just do this. It's not how it works. You need to really like just put it all on the table and go back and measure the results. Because um, the best way to tell if a market is good is if, if they respond to your emails and if they book calls, you know? So I think um, maybe some people watching this can experiment with some different niches, try some different copy, just, just like take more at bats, you know? Um, the last thing I would share is for our business, we have a coaching consulting business, uh, Revenue Boost. Um, so we teach agency owners, consultants, and a few other industries about sales, marketing, and scaling their business. Um, but we, we've actually sent one cold email that generated us $70,000 in revenue and like 12 clients. So we, we actually sent one cold email and in September, uh, I hopped on a podcast. It was actually a YouTube channel, The Future. Oh, you saw this, I think, too. We talked about this. Yeah. So, yeah, so when I when I say, yeah, so when I say that I sent one cold email that landed up that ended up in seventy thousand dollars of revenue plus like twelve new clients, I sent a cold email that landed me a speaking opportunity. So I think um, even if you're working in a company, right? Like I know a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, they know to go hop around podcasts, and that's really valuable. But even if you're working in a company whether you're a sales rep or a sales manager or sales leader, you can go hop on a podcast and speak and represent your company. Um, because yeah. honestly, like we sent, I sent one cold email. It took me all of 30 seconds. The guy said, yeah, hop on my show. I would love for you to teach this to my audience. I taught about LinkedIn and email prospecting uh, on the Futures YouTube channel. And literally like I really learned the power of authority and the power of expertise because all of the leads that we got, like, that video got around 30,000 views on YouTube and all of the leads that we've gotten since then have been super, super warm because they've watched a 90 minute presentation before speaking with me or my sales team. Um, and they're like, AJ, I understand your methods. I think what you guys teach is great. Um, just, I would love to know how it works and what it costs. Like the sales calls just got way easier because of that marketing opportunity. Um, and I, what I like to think of this is marketing leverage, right? When you send an email to one person who could be a potential client, that's great. And that'll work when you keep doing it, rinse and repeat. But can you send an email that could get you five clients? Can you send an email that can land you a JV or a partnership? Can you send an email that can get you on a podcast that could get you 12 clients like it did for us, right? Like I've been on podcasts where it's gotten me like no clients and that's fine. It's, you know, it's just fun to do this anyway, right? And come talk about what we do. But like, I think it's really cool because that, that one email I sent, got us a speaking opportunity, which generated like really changed our business. Like um, it really like our, it was, we knew ahead of time that our target audience was within this person's YouTube reach. Um, so we were very like intentional about it, but yeah, I basically saw an opportunity. This guy has a really cool channel. His target audience is very similar to ours. Let me go speak on his thing. Um, and then what we did was we gave a lead magnet. So um, lead magnet, lead magnet for anyone who doesn't know is when you give something away for free, in return for something like a lead, right? Contact information. So what, what I did was I uh, gave a presentation on this person's YouTube channel and I said, hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's video. If you'd like to learn more, I wanna give you a free mini course. It's inside my Facebook community. My Facebook community is called B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets, it's a free group. And basically 
I had thousands of people watching this video and I didn't just say, go check out my group. I said, I'm going to give you a free course. It's inside my group. So I gave them a reason. I gave them an incentive to go join our group. And our community had 600 members in it and it grew to 1300 members in the next week. So it basically doubled our like audience, uh, which led to, yeah, lots of sales calls, lots of new clients, lots of opportunities. Um, and I think anyone can do this. I think like it was just, it was literally just one email that I wrote. Um, and I just, you know, back to like being a student of your industry. I know our industry. I know our competitors. I know influencers that, you know, like have the same audience that we target. Um, so yeah, I think, um, I really learned the power of expertise and the power of authority because people looked up to this guy where that I spoke on his podcast. And because they looked up to this guy, they, they trust me. Um, because like those sales calls were the warmest sales calls we've had in the history of our business. Dude, I love that. I, I, I really do think that salespeople can think more like business owners and marketers. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Stuff is you're solving the same problem. Lead generation prospecting is a form of lead generation, you know? Um, pretty much man. Yeah. We got to take off. Uh, let us know where can people go to connect with you, learn more about you. Where can people go for that? Oh yeah, man. I mean, you can add me on LinkedIn. Name is AJ Casada. Um, but if you want to check out our Facebook community, we have a community that's free called B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Uh, it's on Facebook. Um, there is a free mini course on there around prospecting, but also closing sales call framework, um, building systems to scale your business, a lot of cool stuff. But yeah, I would say like we, we have lots, I'm really active in the Facebook group. We share lots of cool content there. Um, also, if you're on LinkedIn, just check me there. Um, I love digging into that email. You know, with AJ, I think one of the big things to remember, if you have it, if you're listening to this, you may not, but if you have industry experience, years of experience in an industry or doing the actual job of the people that you're selling to, you, please mention that. Come on. <laughs> All right. Use that to your advantage. That is something that uh, we called it Peapod in my first sales job, positive perspective of difference. That is the thing that makes you unique compared to most salespeople out there. So if you have that thing, please leverage it. Put it in your PS section, in an email. Mention it when you're cold calling people. Like really, really leverage that. That's one thing that stuck out to me about that cold email template. But thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you checking out the podcast. My ask, as always, is if you got value from this, I'd love if you help someone help themselves and send this episode over to them. So pull out your phone, text them, email that, I don't know, whatever social media tools kids are using these days, um, <laughs> you know, drop it in the LinkedIn DMs, whatever you got to do. I'd really appreciate it if you shared it with one other person, a friend, sales rep that's on your team, manager, whoever might be. I really appreciate it. We need a lot. We'll see you next episode.